0: Cast for today, because we're actually recording it on a Thursday, December 10th, 2020. Uh, I'm Mike. Mary's outside putting trees together. Mackenzie's here. Hello, hello. Uh, Mackenzie's very cold, because we can't record <laughs> in this room with the heater on.
1: I'm freezing. It makes
0: way too much noise, so uh, we have to we have to record it without the heat on and we forgot to turn the heat on in advance
1: it's an unfortunate circumstance
0: you're you're from Alaska
1: (laughs) and I'm freezing you're
0: freezing you quickly lost all of the native born resistance to cold that you started with
1: no need to get offensive here but (laughs) yeah it's all gone
0: (laughs) and you go to Lake Superior
1: it's all gone all gone I don't know what happened. I'm disappointed in myself over it.
0: (laughs) It took you like a year.
1: I've been trying to come to terms with it for a long time. I'm still kind of in denial, but (laughs) as you can tell.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she she walked in and went, oh, it's so cold in here. And I was like, I don't know. I'm wearing a hoodie. It's it's too cold. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do today uh, is after I did the episode where I was recording the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff, Mackenzie showed an interest in doing a similar thing, yes. Um, but uh, I'm already doing the kids' story thing, so you can't do that. Uh, that's
1: fine. That's but fine. we we
0: <laughs> found a different thing for her to do, and um, we got out a copy of Depot Dreams, which was a sort of like an anthology book of various locals' uh, recollections of the depot and the railroad and Durand and all that stuff. Um, and it's like a it's it's a good, I would say, collection of of personal histories Mm -hmm. uh so we tasked Mackenzie with finding a couple here and there that she found found fascinating um or at least the most entertaining i I think i might end up reading one by the end of the day but uh we'll see we're keeping an eye on the clock um other than that what else what else have we been doing what have you been doing this week what's your what was your big task
1: uh it was mostly gift shop stuff yeah you inventory yearly inventory
0: reconfigured a lot of the inventory because at the end of the year we have to track where we have to count everything that we have in in stock for the gift shop uh for i believe it's tax purposes yep taxes um because the state of michigan will always like doesn't matter if there was a pandemic or not uh the city of Michigan wants theirs, so we have to provide. Um, we did a lot of decorating. We're still Quite decorating great. for Christmas because tomorrow, being Friday the 11th, is the first day that we're allowing people in the building to see what we've done. Good, bad, or otherwise.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm actually pretty happy with how it looks this year.
1: I think it looks really good.
0: Considering that it was, for the most part, like you and me.
1: Yeah, I just throwing stuff together. Kinda. Mary
0: and Molly. That's about it.
1: We kind of got a lot done. We're just
0: yeah. kind of I mean, improvising left and right. That's also why it took out. us until December 10th to finish it. Because yeah. <laughs> thank, I mean, like not thank goodness for the pandemic. Of course not. But thank goodness that we didn't have the Santa thing the day after Thanksgiving to worry about. Because, yeah. boy, did we blow past that deadline. We missed that one by two weeks. Quite a while. Two that weeks. Was... It's been two weeks since Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, really? That's it?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my. <laughs> Since
0: then, Michigan has canceled two football games. Oh, okay. Which is probably good because they would have gotten destroyed by Maryland. And is there a word even? Is there a word worse than destroyed? Obliterated.
1: Obliterated
0: by Ohio State. Yeah. So Ohio you know,
1: we can't even say it. we shouldn't be allowed to say that. That's horrible to say.
0: What that they were going to get obliterated by Ohio State. They were yeah. So. That's rough. I, I know that we're clearly not talking about railroad history again on the show.
1: We're kind of a railroad history of the touch of sports.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's where I get to air my grievances every week. Uh, they were, like, w- before they canceled the game. It, so th- if, you're, if you don't care about college football, you should probably skip ahead for, like, two minutes. But really what happened was their team <laughs> got an, a COVID outbreak. And um, as of Wednesday, they had 45 players that weren't able to participate. Not because they were sick, but because some of them were, and then the others were in contact with them. Mm -hmm. So they all had to be on like a 14-day quarantine. quarantine. Uh, So without 45 players of your football team that has like 85 people on scholarship, that's not going to work. They weren't good enough to beat Ohio State when all of their players were available. (laughs) And certainly not with only half. Um, But as of Monday of this week, they were a 31-point underdog. At Ohio State, which I think was probably a record, Michigan has never been that big of an underdog ever, and certainly not against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But whatever, I That's digress. Rough. Like, I guess I am glad I don't have to watch it this year. Yeah,
1: they're kind of having a rough year. We're not
0: doing <laughs> too hot. Um, but uh, on Fridays and Saturdays this year, uh, you can come down to the depot and see the trees. Uh, we we have we're like on a partial shutdown. Uh, the state extended their thing until the twenty first, mm-hmm. uh, but for us it's a little murky because it didn't specifically say museums should be closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, when they don't say museums, they do say something like libraries. So we ab- we're, like we tend to follow them. Consider ourselves a library in that regard. We are sitting in a library, so I think that counts. Yeah, uh, we have one. Yeah, we we possess a library, but they didn't mention libraries either, so. Uh, we figured, for the most part, we existed in a gray area, and that the spirit of the, of the order was that we probably shouldn't be open to the public for a lot of it. Um, but we had a lot of work to do here, and we were in the middle of decorating, and we didn't want to throw away a bunch of people's really hard work. So we came up with this sort of compromise, I think is a good word to describe what we've done here, where we're open twice a week. Uh, Friday, Saturday, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. If a bunch of people walk in and make it necessary for us to be open a third day, we'll probably add Sunday to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want people to see what what got done. Because, you know, not even talking about the stuff that you and I did.
1: All of our sponsors. The
0: stuff that all of our sponsors and friends and people who rent trees from us, the stuff that they did is also amazing. Mm -hmm. There are some trees around here that are beyond my comprehension and good. Like, the RV tree in particular mm-hmm. is... I would never have thought to do something like that. The Red Hat ladies this year, they don't even have a tree.
1: They don't.
0: They have a tree-shaped thing that looks incredible. So, um, if, you're, if you're in the area, because as it turns out, we have a bunch of people who listen to the show that aren't from Duran.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we do have the live video, too. Yeah, tree and to can't
0: it. get here. Yeah, tonight we'll, we'll show you guys that part. But... Um, if you're if you're around, you can come in three to seven Fridays and Saturdays. This also includes Christmas Day, uh, as as we have done for many years in the past. We will be open on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that started as a thing that I think Dan and his wife Paula were doing, and then the last couple of years they weren't able to do it, so I kept it going. And the last year we had like 120 people in on oh, Christmas wow. Day, um, and facebook we found out that people actually like expect it now like oh yeah we we dress up in our pajamas and come in and then it's like it's part of our family tradition now to go see the trees at the depot on christmas day so can't stop now
1: no like people are actually
0: actually depending on this thing (laughs) so um christmas is one of those holidays where if you've got a bunch of people around you you're typically looking for something to do on christmas day like in between presents and christmas dinner and if you're not a big fan of A Christmas Story on TNT, which Sh- plays for 24 hours. Who isn't? Oh, I'm not. But what? I'm, whatever. That's just irrelevant. <laughs> we, we need to keep moving. We're going nine minutes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, and, or you're, like, not a fan of the NBA because that's, like, the only other sport that's on on Christmas Day. Uh, you're pre- probably pretty bored. So uh, we're a good avenue for that. Or, ultimately, if you have nobody, if you're all alone on Christmas – Christmas is one of those days where you can really go crazy with depression on, on a day like that. So it's a, it's a reason to get out of the house and go and see some stuff and talk to some human beings and do that. And, of course, with COVID, it's weird. So if you come in, if you come and visit us, you have to wear a mask, as usual. We are, we are a mask zone. Um, and you also, if, if there are other people in the building, you just need to give them some space. Like social distance. This this building is big. There's like thirty thousand square feet in it. So if you're if you want to see a tree and there's somebody right in front of it, stand a few feet away from them and wait for them to move on by and then go check it out. It's it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, the other thing that we're doing tonight. So if you're actually listening to us on Thursday, you can watch us live at five thirty. Um, Mackenzie's gonna give us a tour of the trees. Yep. <laughs> so if, if, you, if you've been listening to this podcast, wondering what Mackenzie looks like.
1: You're about to find you're out. You're about
0: to find out. Uh, if if you're not listening to this live and you haven't already watched the video, uh, it will be archived on our Facebook page. So if you search for Station, oh, yeah. Union Station, we will, that video will be up there.
1: It's going to be pinned to the top.
0: <laughs> We're pin it right to the top. Uh, and it's just going to be a half an hour little walkthrough of the building and everything we've done and show it off and, you know. Merry Christmas, that sort of thing. So, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of killing about ten and a half minutes of Ooh. this 35-minute podcast. All right. Let's read some Depot Dreams. Uh, what what story are you starting with today?
1: All right, so the first story we're starting with is called A Right to History. Okay. Um, and these are all from the, our copy of Depot Dreams. So they're uh, pretty so short stories.
0: Who shared that
1: one? Travis Sank.
0: Yes, Travis Sank is a fellow who's got a good background in history and is a good guy, and um, I feel like I remember him from when I was in high school with him. I feel like we were high schoolers together, but it's been a while since I was in high school, so I couldn't forget. Uh, before you start reading, though, I'm going to push your mic a little bit closer to you, so I, okay. I apologize for... No, I didn't actually sound all that weird on the recording, so... All right, go for it.
1: Okay, so... I guess you could say I am a typical New Yorker living in Durand. The last time I was at the Durand Depot is just like the last time a New Yorker was at the Statue of Liberty, very young and being dragged along by a parent. Now, this is not saying that the depot is bad in any way. What is really being said is that the depot is taken for granted just like the Statue of Liberty and many other monuments of our past. However, without this piece of history, the town I live in would no longer carry its purpose. If you should ever visit Durand, no doubt you will be stopped by a train. And if you do slide through town without being stopped, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but what makes a town itself is the depot, for two major lines connect here. Originally, the depot was built as a passenger switch from Detroit to Lake Michigan, and lines eventually made it from Saginaw, Flint, and Lansing, making it necessary for such a large depot. However, in the age of air travel, Amtrak is all we see in passenger travel through our little Midwest city. What the depot really stands for is a long line of history that helped define our town and its people. I will say that the people of my city have patience that can challenge anyone's in the country. Because of the switch, we do spend quite a bit of our day waiting for the train to move so we can carry in our day's business. Often I find myself gazing off the depot, how it stands out so greatly in our town, but how it is quite hidden as well. You could glance in its direction a hundred times and not realize you're looking at a train depot with its post-Victorian beauty. It is quite a marvel to look upon. It sits here like a sleeping giant having worked on so hard in the past, and now it is a relic of the Industrial Revolution when the world was steam-powered. As you find yourself reading the rest of these passages, I hope you become moved to save your own history from the small slog cabin that established most middle-west towns to the skyscrapers of cities. We need to save our history because all of history repeats itself. We must not discard our past but embrace them for one day our great-grandkids will most likely stare at airports the same way we gaze at the depot today. Americans have a right to our histories, and that should not be forgotten.
0: Yeah, that's uh, very poignant and uh, very correct. All the stuff in there is 100 percent true. Like you can look at this building. How many times have you heard? And you you haven't been here as as you've been here like, I, I'm a <laughs> like three years at this point, kind of. Um, yeah. How many times kinda. have you heard somebody come in and say like, I've lived in this town my entire life, and I've never seen, I've never been in here. I don't even know. It's it's a common thing that people come in and say yeah. that. Yeah. Um
1: it's you hear so, I mean you hear so many people say that they've lived here their whole lives and
0: they drive past it all the time and drive they never, past never it thought to come in. Yeah. It's
1: a really big one.
0: Um yeah, like I I just think that's a good piece of writing because it talks about uh what what we've been and what we are and what we're going to be. Like history doesn't history as much as your most boring history teachers would like to say to you doesn't exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like it's not this thing in a jar that you can look at and go, well, there's history right there. Like History is constantly evolving, especially as our, um, our ability to comprehend events changes. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we would consider completely obvious history are rethought and uh, reinterpreted daily. Um, I feel like every single one of us was taught that christopher columbus discovered america but he didn't newsflash he did not (laughs) he was he was beaten here by several people including native americans who were definitely here first (laughs) um so like that's but that's the sort of thing like what history is is not what history will be um and i think it's like i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of Cleverness there to talk about how people people already look at train stations the way that people in the future will look at airports and eventually like we'll be taking a space elevator to the moon and being like, why would anybody ever fly anywhere? That's stupid. Yeah. You can just teleport there now. What do you mean people used to walk to places? <laughs> you can't just teleport? Um, yeah, I just think that's really good. Um I got caught by a train again today my way to work. I did, too. There wasn't even a train where I was. The gates came down. There was no train. It was stopped. It was the train that stopped you.
1: There was no train there either. The gates were just down. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I think they are working on something over here in front of the building, and whatever it was, it tripped the signal. But, yeah, sometimes you can get caught by a train in Duran, and there isn't even a train.
1: And you're stuck there forever. Yeah. You're like, you can either I've been stuck for like a half hour. Or minutes. Yeah.
0: Um, if you remember from our conversation with Curtis regarding Operation Lifesaver, there are blue signs on the signal gates that if you're stopped at one long enough and you don't see any trains coming by and it's pretty obvious that the gates are just malfunctioning, there's a phone number you can call um, that gives you directly to the hotline for whatever railroad controls that crossing. And then you can say, hey, I'm at the crossing at so-and-so road in Durand Mm -hmm. and the gates are down and I don't see anything. And then they'll look at their little dispatch sheet and be like, "Oh yeah, it turns out that those are down." Hold on a minute, and then they'll fix it, or they'll send somebody out to fix it or whatever. But um, those are there for a reason. It's so you don't just go around the gate,
1: yeah, <laughs> and do that.
0: not see the train that was actually coming, and you just weren't, weren't patient enough. So, um, yeah, we get caught by trains constantly, and I feel like this town has never actually gotten over how annoying it is to get caught by a train, but they've come to terms <laughs> with it.
1: Never gets old. It's like, just
0: you don't you don't stop complaining about it. You just get it right. Yeah. And your granddad worked for the railroad, so it's not even like you can't even get away with complaining about it. Otherwise, you'll get a lecture about why he was over there. <laughs> the
1: worst ones is when the train's there, and it's like it's definitely it just keeps going back and forth and back. And
0: yeah, because he's doing something in the yard.
1: Yeah, and it's like, all right, let's let's wrap this let's, up let's here. Let's, let's make get a moving. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Or at least like let's take a let's take a fiver here and back up a little bit and let some of these cars through and then keep on keeping on or whatever. But um, they do that a lot now with the uh, highway where they're switching from the east west to the north south line mm-hmm. because they're moving somebody back and forth and you'll see the same train on that line four times. It's awful. It's yeah.
1: Luckily, I work somewhere where that is the it's, valid it's, excuse. It's, so it's frustrating why here
0: because we get caught. We can get caught by that train twice. Yeah. Me I can, certainly, because I get caught trying to leave the parking lot of the depot and then I get caught again at Russell and, and Main Street. That's like thing. I live a minute from here. And I got caught by a train twice. <laughs> took
1: to <laughs> you fifteen minutes to get home. <laughs> yeah.
0: Worse than that sometimes. One night I got caught out here and it, was, it took me an hour. Oh my god. Because ev- I went to every crossing around here and got caught. Um yeah, so that was that was a piece written by Travis Sank. Um I'll probably have to go in and edit you a little bit louder, just because you, you're just naturally quiet.
1: That's okay.
0: That's another common thing on the show. <laughs> no matter what we do to Mackenzie, she's never loud enough. And I'm probably too loud and have to bring myself down, so.
1: You need to meet in the middle.
0: Yeah. I have drummer voice. I spent a lot of years yelling over kids with drumsticks, so. And I'm deaf. So
1: that I, is not I, help. I have
0: to talk loud to hear myself. You
1: got two things going against
0: you? Yeah, I'm a real. <laughs> um, okay so what's your
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, i'm a disaster uh, okay so uh what's your what's your second piece right, what do you got here so
1: the second piece we have is 100 years later what the duran fire department thinks happened to duran union station and this one's written by fireman nathan watson
0: okay yeah um i don't think he's in town anymore but he was probably i think he i think i remember the name um Remember, I think this book was written in 2005, or at least all the stories in it were collected around 2005. Yeah. It makes sense that it would have been done around the uh, centennial of the building.
1: We'll see if there's a date in it.
0: Yeah. I know it was uh, independently published, so there may not be the typical stuff that you would expect in the front of a book.
1: Yeah, this is definitely unique. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: You know, we finally sold out of these. We used to have boxes and boxes and boxes of detail. Really, so many books that we didn't even know what to do with, and it took us a decade, but we finally, we finally sold out of them, it's and which is great because it's like, I was working here during years and years of people like had no interest in it, and because everybody in town already had a copy, is why there was no interest in it. It wasn't that people didn't like the book; is that they already had it, um, and we couldn't give them away. And then we finally get rid of the last one, and then. Uh, as if on cue, like, four people walk in. Go, hey, do you have a copy of that? Deep dreams?
1: And you're like, great. <laughs> like,
0: where were you <laughs> three months ago? Um, okay, so uh, this one is about... Uh, this is a 2005 interpretation of the fire that burnt the building down. Um, yeah. All right, go for it.
1: Great. When I started researching the burning of the Union Station in 1903, I thought this would be an easy article stating what happened who, if anyone, was responsible, and what kind of equipment was used. However, after, after doing some research, I discovered, as of now, there really isn't any sound evidence of what started the fire, what equipment was used, or that the railroad was actually to blame for the total loss of the depot. Two things worth noting are, why was Fire Chief McBride ordered to remove the hoses from the tracks let the express train through, and what is the chimney effect? As stated by the Argus Press, Fire Chief McBride, believed that the fire could have been held there in the baggage and express rooms, but he was ordered to cut the hose to let the number 5 fast passenger train from the east go through. The fact that he was ordered to do such thing poses questions such as, did he work for the railroad, did he have close family whose job might have been threatened if he refused to cut the hose, or simply did Grand Trunk feel that, that getting passengers to their destination was more important than saving the depot? Nobody knows for sure, but one thing is for certain. If this were to happen today, no one would have the authority to tell any fire chief to let a structure burn. This delay only lasted 10 minutes, but in those 10 minutes the fire has spread so fast that it cannot be held there. One reason the fire spreads, or spreads so fast is called the chimney effect, in which the fire burns or uses all of the surrounding fu- fuel and begins to look for more fuel. If an opening is present, such as an attic, in the case of the depot, the fire will follow the oxygen and spread to areas away from the origin of the fire. Once the fire spread to the wooden attic, it was able to quickly travel throughout the depot. This combined with the fact that paints, wallpapers, and varnishes on the wood were all highly flammable and toxic only aided the first moving fire. Also, at the time of the fire, no smoke alarms, sprinklers, or fire doors were being used in the building or any building during that time period. Even the rebuilt station did not have these safety devices it was not until 2003 that water was rejected to the depot from the water main fire doors smoke alarms and a fire suppression system were added to the depot after being ordered by fire chief richard rinker of the city of durand fire department to ensure that the depot will still be around for another hundred years for visitors to enjoy so that sums up that article
0: Figured out if I just hold the microphone for her, <laughs> you can hear her way more clearly. <laughs> so uh, we've learned a tactic today on the podcast. It only took us. This is our 37th episode. It took me 37 attempts to figure out. Oh wait a minute! If mm-hmm. I hold the microphone for her while she's reading,
1: Mike needs to hold the microphone while
0: I, <laughs> yeah, like while a, I speak. Like a reporter. Um,
1: Makes me feel important. Um,
0: yeah. uh, that's very interesting. Uh
1: now I don't of that is true i didn't
0: know that we didn't have i mean i guess dan would know dan obviously would know but i didn't know that we didn't have a wa- uh, like the water main redirected this way until 2003
1: how did we not have smoke alarms until 2003 is i my bet question. we had smoke alarms yeah like, i feel like I some know, of this article needs to
0: it probably wasn't written with a huge amount of clarity but i think it the sprinkler system thing probably tracks like that makes sense
1: Fire doors. I mean, how long has that fire door been up in the attic?
0: That is a. Um, I think that got put in. It wasn't put in as of like seventy nine when they got the building, but it was put in probably around the time that uh, Dick Rinker came in and wanted to look at all the like look at, because that was around the time that we actually got a, a capacity limit. Okay. Before that, like, so think about. Think about that when, like, in 1912 or whatever, when this building was at its height, that you could have 3,000 people a day through the building.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And currently, the entire <laughs> building's capacity is 140.
1: With COVID, it's six. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, there is no way that you only had 140 people in here at any point. No. When you, when you had 3,000 people a day walking through it. So, um, but it does make sense that if the building caught fire quickly, because it started in the boiler room, and mm-hmm. it was up into the freight room quickly, which is a big open cavernous space, a lot of air in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and right above that is the attic, which is, and it has always been wide open and wood. It is not finished. It, um, it's finished in that like, it's like you can't see sunlight <laughs> through the yeah. ceiling, but it is. It's a unfinished nice storage that, that space. It, it is not insulated. The mm. floors on it are. I mean, you and I both discovered that yesterday. We both fell through par- a part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's it goes down. It doesn't even.
0: Yeah. Um, it's like just a
1: little plywood pieces. It's got
0: old. It's got old uh, wood in there, and uh, we store a lot of stuff in there that is probably pretty flammable. So uh, it makes sense. Nowadays, the entire building has a fire suppressant system that we just uh, had to repair a pipe in, as, uh, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very expensive fire suppressant system. And we know that it works uh, a little too well because in 2009, we, uh, 2000 we actually had two floods mm. related to the fire suppressant system. Uh, mm. One was because the pipes froze. The other one was some, some other failure. I think something got broken. Like a, like a sprinkler head got broken and it opened the system. Um, so we know that it covers the entire building in water.
1: Yeah, luckily. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: we've determined that. So uh, oh, I intended to have the... Uh, I'm looking at my own screen here, and Mm -hmm. I intended to have the jaunty bluegrass music playing underneath you this time, Mm -hmm. and we just hit the end of that. So I, so I guess we, I guess I probably won't turn that on in the mix.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) otherwise it'll just turn
0: off and shut off. Um, However, we've hit 27 minutes, so um, it's pretty good length. I feel like that's probably a good one. We don't have to read our third story. I Uh, agree
1: with you. We could pass on the third one.
0: um, We will probably read that eventually. It just won't be today. Uh,
1: For a later time.
0: So, uh, Mackenzie, I feel like you passed your audition. Good job.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Glad to have had this
0: opportunity. Reading into a microphone is stressful. Yeah. Because you know around here we don't do second takes of anything. We do not. I did teach her the trick to... Completely scrub a take if if you need to do it. Like, if you've just completely fumbled your words and you you need to start over again, because this is a clean podcast, the easiest way to, to get a redo is to just curse loudly. <laughs> giving me no it's choice. It's the only but to guarantee.
1: Or if your phone goes off. Or it. if your phone. Problem- oh
0: no! We leave the phones in. Ugh, that's true. Um. However, I will say, you did not do that. You did not need to use the nuclear option <laughs> to redo a take.
1: You were fine. Only stumbled a couple times.
0: Uh, But yeah, reading reading out loud is tough in any scenario. Uh, And I feel like it's actually harder to read into a microphone because in your own mind you're thinking, "Well, I I should I should be perfect. I should not mess this up." Um, And as someone who did all the audio for the audio tour, I scrubbed so many takes because uh, I had a hard time saying the word railroad. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm from the upper Midwest so I kept calling it Railroad <laughs> yes
1: wait how do you say it?
0: Railroad like Ruro <laughs> and I, w- yeah. I noticed it every time and then I would audibly curse and then have to delete that entire track and re-record it again
1: if you want someone to listen to the audio tour I feel like they should get the full Midwestern experience yeah
0: um, all the audio that's on the audio tour is at least functional now um, Bart Harris does half of it and he's way better at it cause he actually like worked as a radio DJ for a while before he got into the insurance business. Um, so he did half of it and then we ran out of time before railroad days or something. And I had to, you I the did rest. the last bit of it. And I'm also the voice of the audio tour. If you do the virtual tour version of it, like mm-hmm. you click on the little buttons around the tour. I'm the one who gives you sort of an overview of each room. Um, look i didn't get into this job to be the voice of anything i'm, not sure. Right now. I'm not sure <laughs> if my voice is appropriate for the radio or a podcast like i feel like nobody listens to their own voice and is like yeah i should be i should be the voice of everything like certainly i'm not i don't know about you maybe you walked in here and like oh of course i could do what he does he's an idiot. I could do his job. was born
1: for this life. <laughs> yep.
0: Mackenzie, Mackenzie, even though she's going to school for kinesiology, is going to take my job.
1: Not anymore. I'm switching to. Yep.
0: Hi- no, you should still, you know. should still get your degree in kinesiology and then just take my job anyway. <laughs> and just be like, well, and then, then when someone comes in, like, how did you get the job as the curator of the museum? You're like, well, I went to school for kinesiology.
1: <laughs> they go hand in hand. It
0: was <laughs> fine. I just watched him do his job poorly for several years. and then figured I could do it better. And then they agreed and fired me. Sad. Dead air. <laughs> yeah. We've we've run out of steam here at thirty minutes and twenty seconds.
1: <laughs> Once it hits thirty minutes, we're yeah
0: we're, we're, we're done. we get we get sleepy and we have to stop.
1: And it's freezing in here.
0: Yeah, Mackenzie needs to go turn the heat on. So uh, my hands
1: are frozen.
0: All right. So uh, remember, uh, we're gonna we're gonna show off the trees on video. Tonight, 5.30. 5.30 uh, p.m. Uh, Facebook Live. And if you're not listening to it before then, you can catch the archive at our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Station, which is the same address, basically, as our website.
1: Yeah. Um, Station buy March.
0: stuff from the gift shop online. We have gift cards now that you can buy and just give to somebody else, and then they can determine what they want. Um, now that everyth- now that we have like a full inventory done again, uh, I think we're going to try to put more stuff that we have on the website
1: some more has already popped up so if you haven't checked it out recently
0: yeah we have we spent a lot of time arguing with the square website because it doesn't work the way that we think it should
1: it doesn't doesn't work the way it should that thing is it hates us
0: yeah like i'm not gonna use our podcast to trash square because it's actually a pretty good service for what we need it for true but the website element of it is very difficult to maneuver (laughs) so yeah uh Come in and see us. Friday, Saturdays. Uh, listen to the podcast, please. Keep listening to the show. Uh, who are our buddies? Uh, Tristan and Ian Curtis, if you're still out there listening to us. Hey, buddies. How you doing? I know you don't live in Michigan anymore, but and we miss you. So um, maybe we'll see you again soon, and maybe we'll see all of you again soon. We've done some pretty cool stuff here that we want to show you. So please put on a mask. Please show so- social distancing. Please use hand sanitizer and wash your hands. Please be safe. For the love of God, please be safe. And uh, this was the Depot cast for the 10th of December 2020. We are almost done with this terrible, terrible year. 2021 can't possibly be worse, can it?
1: Great. (laughs) Good job. We've got. (laughs) You just jinxed us.
0: We've got 21 more days to determine whether (laughs) that'll be, whether I just jinxed us or not. So um, if
1: if something bad happens, it's Mike's fault. it, It is. Yeah.
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> I'll I'll shoulder that burden.
1: <laughs> <You'll> <laughs> someone had someone
0: had to reverse Jinx this year, and it's gonna be me. I'm gonna do it. Oh, okay. God, we've wasted so much time.
1: Wasted time or just eh.
0: All right. Goodbye. Entertainment. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>